All right, welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. Andrew. Eric. We have our father present for this difficult episode. Uh, there's no way we'd be able to record it on the day of Sunday. Andrew wanted to wait another day. We knew we just had to get it done and over with. Um, but yeah, that was... Uh, painful it still is painful it's even more painful having to start than the next day on monday and work and at least you guys get it all off so um yeah i i would assume we're probably all still feeling is it any less painful today than it was 12 hours ago yeah definitely a little bit but still a still a tough loss andrew how are you doing good Better now. Well, not good, but I'd say better today than yesterday. Definitely last night. Um, and immediately after the game was probably the worst feeling I've felt in a long time. And then uh, I feel better today because I think there's a lot to look forward to. Do Do the losses get any better with age, Father, or do they just always <laughs> hurt no matter what? I think it always hurts. I said to Andrew, it's the community. It's the kind of getting together to watch the games and talk about the games and kind of the community that as you get older is the part that you kind of go, oh, now there's this gap and, you know, there's other things you do as far as sports, but that's the hard part. I do think my big takeaway is everything we feared and everything like the so-called experts said about this team that we kind of tried to deny is probably true which is this is probably not a Super Bowl ready team. Um, and it just became more apparent in the last several weeks. So the, the reality of it sort of setting in, I, I, I'm not, I would love to have had a chance against San Francisco, but at the same time, um, given what we saw yesterday, I, I fear that could have been a pretty, uh, pretty painful weekend as well. A blessing in disguise perhaps might've been even worse than, Packers, Vikes, and Lambeau, or or the Dallas game. I mean, you'd like to think it wouldn't have been that bad, and you could have put up a fighting chance. But with how good San Fran looked, and yeah, really just kind of how flat we've looked the last few weeks. Um, I think we hurt San Francisco in a way because I would imagine, given what San Francisco saw us recently, they were sort of looking forward to that matchup, and now they get Dallas or Tampa Bay, which quite honestly, might give them a better game than we might have at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think also the fact that we essentially, I mean, we are 11 and 0 in one score games. We're not used to this type of loss. Um, we were so used to, if it was close, we are going to be victorious, come out on top. Um, so the fact that, of course, the first time we lose a one-score game is the first round in the playoffs. I think that that's another element of pain that we're just that we weren't expecting this season. We were used to it, of course, last year, but this year, not not the case. Um, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. One of the thought, one of the questions I had was like, yeah, why why do we invest so much time and love into this team? 
And I think the one thing is definitely the community element. Jake told me last night um, how he said he likes going to the games, but honestly, he has more fun watching with people um, on the TV. And I kind of said the same thing. Like, uh, I, of course, I, the games are fun and whatnot, but um, it is like, there's clearly a reason why I drive 30 plus minutes every week to watch it with you guys is that community element is definitely huge. And I think, I don't know, you want to believe your team, like you, you are unique and it's your team that like, but other people have this same feeling as well for their team. So I think that's one thing to explain why we have so much love and investment is that it is just, I think, part of the game and the community piece. But I was curious your guys' thoughts as to, to why, why every week you spend three plus hours watching and then, you know, many hours during the week researching. It's a loaded question, I know. So, um, yeah. Um, I would say for Justin Jefferson. For me. What was that? Andrew I said Kudo. for Justin Jefferson. Oh. Um, yeah, that's probably about it right now. <laughs> the only player I like, I really like TJ Hawkinson. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously fun to watch with all of you and I'm guessing the I mean I'm looking forward to like talking about the off season but in season you're obviously probably a little more excited because you have something to look forward to every week and every week or at the end of all of it it usually hurts but I don't know Hayes <laughs> oh yeah it's definitely the same reasons it's just uh it's yeah it's just more fun during the regular season but uh there'll be some big changes this off season so that'll be fun to look forward to that yeah i was kind of already looking at cap space dad what about you give me your thoughts yeah my Honestly, you've been you've been a fan the longest yes i have <laughs> yes i have somebody was on k fan when hayes was waiting to get on and the guy said something like Oh, I followed this team for 47 years. And I was like, oh, that's nothing, man. You're like a newbie. Um, here's what I said to Hayes this morning as we were driving around is this, this feels a lot and none of you would know what the hell I'm talking about. Danny Green's first season, he came in and, and they won the division, which people had not expected. They got a home playoff game, which was awesome. And they lost. And people went into that offseason kind of disappointed. What that team lacked was a quarterback. And that team continued to lack a quarterback for several years going forward. And Denny continued to struggle in the, in the postseason for several years. I hope that the problems around the defense can be fixed quicker than Denny was able to figure out the quarterback situation. But otherwise, the good news is those 10 years were a pretty good 10 years for the Minnesota Vikings. There were a lot of division titles. There were two NFC championship games. Um, I feel like O'Connell's coming in a little bit like Denny. He's going to mix some things up. He's going to, you know, I think he's going to have a long run. Um, and obviously they have some huge decisions to make about some guys who are, who are Vikings, who are guys that it's not going to be super fun to see those guys leave, but it, it may be time. Um, I wouldn't tinker with that offense. And I guess I would just focus on what they can do to, to fix that defense. Which will be a lot, a lot to do. Um, but I guess we can talk about the playoff game itself now. I mean, it, it was 
a close game. You know, uh, it was fun for parts of it. The offense, I would say, was fun to watch for most of it. Um, who do you think was someone who kind of came to play and played well? I would say, go ahead, Andrew. I would say Kirk Cousins, um, probably the best. I mean, at least in my, but I've only seen a couple, but the best like quarterback play in a playoff game I've seen from a Viking. I mean, Case Keenum played pretty well in the Saints game and then pooped the bed in the Philly game. And I don't really remember the Seattle game, but I just watching highlights, it wasn't like our offense was doing much. But, I mean, Kirk Cousins played about as well as a game he could have. Those last two plays were the worst two plays of the whole game for him because he barely he barely missed Osborne. And then, obviously, like his explanation of the fourth down play was, I mean, it makes sense. It's also just, like, kind of annoying. And I think that play wasn't necessarily his fault. When you look at, like, the play design itself, didn't really give him a lot of options. I mean, Justin Jefferson – is really good at getting open in like the middle of the field, 15 yards out, not going super deep where he's going to have three guys. Um, so I would definitely say Kirk Cousins. Um, I mean, in his post-game press conference, he was super bummed, which makes sense because he did just about as much as he could to help us win, and it still wasn't enough. And people are going to – all the national media is going to say, he sucks, he can't show up, and it's just not true. Yeah, no, I think that's a that those that I had essentially the exact same breakdown. Um, I thought he played very very well. I I think you can yeah you can kind of blame the the offensive play calling on that fi- on that final play because why do you even have a play call in which a guy who has been your third down guru that game is going out for only three or four yards? Mm-hmm. Like why couldn't you like I don't know. I feel like you sent almost everyone into, or at least like just because it was fourth and eighth or at least even like six yards. Like it just, it it made no sense. Like Kirk's explanation made sense. Mm -hmm. He was under pressure. He's like, I I need to put this ball in play to, so a play can happen. Um, But I, I would say the play call more was the issue rather than the check down. Like, yeah, that pocket pocket collapsed almost immediately. He had no time. Um, and like what you said with JJ, like why is he running? A, did you see that the the animation? I'm assuming which showed mm-hmm. that final play call. And yeah, it's like why it shows what, it really well too. Shows it very well. And I mean, you see Adam Thielen one on one, but he's not. Kirk's not going to throw it 40 yards to Adam Thielen, who no offense can barely run anymore. Yeah. Hayes, who do you think? came to play and played well uh yeah i think her cousins played really well um the offensive line you know he, he pressured 50 percent of the time but they you know there was no sacks given up surprisingly everyone thought that was going to be the huge issue of the game um and, and they they played as well as they they needed to so this offense gave him a chance to win um and like always the defense didn't show up and i expect huge i i there's not there. I think there's about four, there's four guys on that defensive starting. And it's all the defensive line. Otherwise, I would not miss a single one of the linebackers, corners, or secondaries next year, whatsoever. Yeah. Dad, any thoughts? Any additional like different takes in terms of who kind of came to play and played well? 
mean, obviously they've they've come into an amazing tight end with Hawkinson. Super Agreed. impressive. Um, I know this will be an unpopular take, but you wanted a different take. You know, they were pointing out this morning, Ed Ingram did not miss a snap this year. Second round, rookie draft pick. Obviously, there were moments where we, you know, he's tripping cousins and he's doing this or that. But he, he might be somebody who's going to play a big part. And I guess I was trying to think, Darisaw, Ingram, Bradbury, O'Neal. You know, my, who am I missing? Who, who went Ooh, all healthy? Cleveland. 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 Yeah. That's not a bad offensive line. I mean, it's, you know, I think they deserve some credit and yeah. I mean, Andrew said it perfectly, but you cannot say anything bad about Kirk cousins. I I've gone, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. I don't know who was it. Hayes who was first on the bandwagon, but I am probably, uh, he and I had a brief conversation about the, the long-term, you know, things for Kirk. And I'm uh, don't, I mean, make, make this happen for at least the immediate future. There's, there's no way you go out there and find anything that's going to be better than Kirk Cousins. Unless, yeah, unless you get lucky in the draft. Well, and that was the one thing we were saying this morning. Look at the guys. Andrew's your, your stat master, but what would the age be of the guys left? If Assuming Brady loses tonight, what's the age of the quarterbacks left right now? They're all, what, 25, 26 years old? It's crazy. Yeah, I don't even know who would be the oldest remaining. I think Dak, maybe. Or Mahomes. I can't think NFC, but. Well, we were saying NFC, you've got Daniel Jones, you've got, you know, Purdy, you've got Jalen Hurts, and let's assume Dallas wins, you have Dak Prescott. So he's the elder in that group. And then how old's Mahomes? 27. I mean, that's insane. And that's like I said to Hayes, if they had won, Kirk would be seven or eight years older than all those other quarterbacks. I still want him, but man, it's, it's a and I assume all those guys are draft picks, right? They all did that themselves. Those teams found those guys. I believe so. I mean, I really think, honestly, San Fran's getting lucky with Purdy. I don't understand how this final draft-picked guy is literally torching, like, defenses. Um, that one, I, I just, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. Um I think it's like the. I feel like it's just the perfect player for that like play or perfect system for that player. Like I feel like he does things better that I think Trey Lance could do in that like system. Because I mean, you look at Garoppolo; he was even playing well. Because um, you have a really good offensive line and some of I, the best players on offense. So I was just about to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but just by watching the Seahawks Niners game, that Purdy had has so much time yeah. almost every single play. Like just like you give someone four seconds, I hope they could make a completion. Yeah. And it's and that's again, which is why, yeah, I guess you're hopeful for some of the younger linemen guys. Um, but like Kirk just he doesn't have time. And and there were parts, you know, during the season where like he just he did hold on for to it too long. But I'd say yesterday he was getting maybe a second and a half, two seconds before he had to get rid of the ball. And um, it's not really like outside pressure; it's all interior. Like well, you have your two franchise tackles, but and and I do think it, it was obviously nice to have Bradbury back for the playoff game. But there's no way you see him next year. I mean, I, I think the fact he missed a good chunk of time at the end of the year. And I thought he, I mean, just by eye, I guess I don't know what like his PFF was or, or how often he got beat, but he looked 
terrible yesterday. Yeah, I don't know who – hey, Andrew's the guy again. Who who plays in the middle for the Giants, but Bradbury got his butt handed to him. Multiple I mean, he was, times. He was getting just literally um, bull rushed right into Cousins several times. Yeah. Um, so then the other question I had, first person or player – who will be the easiest goodbye? Mm. See you later, Kendricks. <laughs> What'd you say? See you, Kendricks. Fun <laughs> while it lasted. You suck. Get off my team. Anyone named Smith, get off my team so now. Angry. Smith, gone. Harrison, Smith, gone. Zedaria Smith, gone. Eric Kendricks, gone. Delvin Cook, gone. Patrick Peterson, gone. Uh, who else were you missing? Interesting, Andrew. Um, he, he's saying all these guys, but uh, he's not Hicks, even saying gone. his OG person he hated. I know. Who would save a lot of money by by really trading him. Didn't he say Dalvin? No, I, I always think, I mean, early, like episode one or two, he was saying how washed Adam Thielen was. So Was I wrong? This season, you were not, no. No, I was not. Was I wrong about Cook? No, I was um, not wrong about Cook. Yes and no. All those I, guys will save you a tremendous amount of money. You have rookies coming back off injury. Don't even re-sign Alexander <laughs> Madison. Go draft a running back. Um, seriously, well, you can make... I think it depends what you can get for Madison. You never... In today's NFL, you never sign a running back to a second contract. It just it, It's a waste of money. If you can get him on the same, you got him for his rookie deal, sure. So, Hayes, I know you listed like eight guys. So, I was just looking for one or the first person. The first person, the first person you're, you, you, no, will... first person that I will not miss. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it's Kendrick's 100. Okay. I, he's, he's just, he's, he's so bad. He's, he's so bad. Andrew? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's an easy goodbye, but it's a, like, if you would have told me two years ago that in two years, Kendrick's would be, just like i don't even know so washed washed. and it's it's tough because i used to really like him but now he is just like i mean it's it's half the players on the defense and it's a lot of money for very average linebacker play i mean below average really in my opinion well, what's, what's so wild, too, and I guess I don't know what the average linebacker age is or, like, when you reach your peak, he is only 30 years old, mm-hmm. and he looked that bad. Like, that. that is definitely, I just think, maybe odd, or maybe, like, he just, I don't know. He, he looked, he was terrible this year, and, and I loved, I was a big Kendricks guy, um, but that I there's I can't defend I can't defend Kendricks at all because I can't think of any big impactful plays he made during the season he got lucky and he fell on the football uh in the end zone against the Buffalo game but other than that like I think it was like once every four weeks where you had his first sack all season in that play and yesterday um because it was like you know the 10th he probably never even like provided pressure like he was rarely blitzing which again i know that's donatel not always him but yeah i think i don't know it makes sense dad do you have a certain uh, someone other than you know the entire team according to his 
I did not realize until today, like we talk so much about the cornerbacks and the D backs. And we talk about Harry and we talk about Patrick and the cams and all of that. Our linebacking crew is so bad. I would. Yes. Like so bad. And all I can think of is when I was watching the NCAA, the, the championship game and you went TCU so slow, like Georgia just would run sweeps and they weren't doing anything brilliant. TCU looked so slow. And you don't always think about how wide a football field is. And that's what just kills the Vikings defense is they can't control the, the width of the field, not the length, but just the width. Teams just are able to just exploit how slow they are. I think Kendricks has a really high football IQ. Like he always looks like he knows what's about to happen and he just can't get there. And they keep putting him on. How many times do they have Barkley coming out of the backfield and putting Kendricks on? It made no like, sense. It's not even fair. Go way back to the Dallas game and they're putting Hicks on. Was it Pollard for that long touchdown to kind of just totally kill us to start the second half? We're a really slow team. And I don't know, Andrew, who's a fast cornerback? Do we have a fat a guy who's Asamoah is considered fast? Because woof, man alive. I know Peterson and Harry are going to be slower as they get older, but we are. I thought Daniel's big thing on Daniel was he was super fast. He really didn't look all that fast this season. But as far as who 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 to go, yeah, Kendricks. I don't know about Smith. I don't understand Zadarius Smith. He, he plays old, but what is he, 30? I, I think he's younger than Kendricks. They he's just 30. They look so old. They just look so so old. It's just that's what's so frustrating. And people were trying to defend Donatel this morning and whatnot. And I get it. He doesn't he doesn't have a well, he does he doesn't have a great toolbox to work out of. But obviously you can't fire the whole team. He, he didn't have the the worst defense. I like he didn't like on paper did not have the worst defense. And again, I'd say part of the reason as to like why they look so slow is because they were playing zone and you were having slow guys cover fast guys. Like you have to use players skills to their advantage which is what has been said all year and it never was actually executed. And then when it was executed by sending guys, like, I don't get why you send, I guess, Shannon, Shannon, Shannon Sullivan's another guy that needs to go immediately. Oh yep. See you Sullivan. He was atrocious. Um, but I don't think there was any thought in the world at the beginning of the season that you'd have to play him as much as you played him. I mean, good God, they had to assume it would be seen or booth or uh uh, awesome. Uh, oh, I forgot about Evans. Those are all guys they expected something from. None of them, none of them played or contributed. So, um, awesome. Oh, a little, I guess. Yeah. But awesome. also is terrible. And co- like he's fast, but he's terrible in coverage. What? Also, they, they, he is. They, he gets beat almost every time. He, played, he, he barely got any opportunity. Any worse than Kendricks. No. And he's a rookie. Well, I know you're obsessed with him because he has dreadlocks. Couldn't but... be any worse than Hicks. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Google's got it right about Zadarius Smith. You look up Zadarius Smith, and he's a, and then they say Zadarius Smith is a soft American football outside linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings. That is 100% correct. <laughs> did you write that? No. Nope. Hey, did Hayes? Oh, I think did. Hayes wrote that. Hayes right. is going into Wikipedia now and just attacking every Viking. You can do that. Right. <clears throat> Um, I will be curious how, cause I mean, Dontel has to be gone, right? Like they, like, there's no, it's not really like up for debate. I don't know KOC. 
I don't know what KOC is like as the head coach for firing guys. I mean, I think this will be our first chance to really see that is I don't think it's a guarantee because you just don't know KOC. But he, I also, and you also don't know our new GM. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I would assume on any other team he'd be gone. Yeah. I think if, if Donatel was in like year five or six and, you know, is like figuring it out, has had a couple of years of success and like, you know, had a, had a pretty bad year this year, that that'd be one thing, but he has been in the NFL for 30 years. Think about it. If you, any job, if you are in the workplace and by your 30th year, you are one of the worst employees at the company, why in the world like, what is your excuse? Like, you'd be gone the next day. Like, it makes no sense why someone with that longevity and experience was getting just destroyed by literally every team. Um, Daniel, Jones, Daniel Jones threw for over 300 yards uh, three Both times. Teams. Three times all season. Twice came against the Vikings. Um. And then, yeah, I said this earlier, the, the Giants had scored 30 points only one other time all season, and it was against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, like, it was just, I, the defense, I think, undoubtedly lost us that football game. I did, I wanted to see how easy it, w- it would be to look up what are, team, what are NFL team records when giving up 30 points in the playoffs. Make your guesses. So there's been <clears throat> so 250 games in which a team has given up over 30 points. What is what is the record of the team that has given up 30 plus points in, in NFL playoff history? Like how often can you win? Yeah, yeah. Well, it happened twice this weekend. True. Yeah. How many games were played? That they gave up. Wait, 30 twice. Points? Oh, I guess yeah. Miami scored 31 and, and, and the Chargers had 30, right? So those that are is, two games you won giving up 30. That is, a, that is a very good point, but I guess let's just look at all of history. Um, well, you know, somebody who I think is pretty smart about football, who I was texting with yesterday said, you, you can't get very far in the playoffs if you can't play good defense and run the ball. And, and we can't do either. And that I bet you, that's a stat I bet, Harrison, if you looked into how many teams advance very far into the postseason with a bad defense and with a, a, a weak run. And it's, it's a, a struggling running game. Yeah. It's a and bad again, we go, we go away from it. We just, it just disappears. But also, because, it was a weird well, game. we're constantly playing from behind. Well, and that was the thing you guys said in the podcast couldn't happen, and it happened for pretty much the entire game. You can't play from behind and then also successfully run the football because it's just impossible to do. But anyway, teams are 29 and 221 in the postseason when they give up 30 or more points. Yeah. Jeez. Like that we is about 10% chance. Yep. That is horrible. The Vikings are 0 and 13 in the playoffs when they give up 30 plus points. Yeah. According to at least the the stat thing that I found, the best team, Ravens are two and two <laughs> in the postseason. Otherwise, I mean Green Bay one and thirteen. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, oh and nine. The the Dolphins 
I guess are now, yeah, they're all, they all, I mean, they gave up, they, they lost and they gave up 30 points. So they're 0 and 10. Um, the bills are one of the better teams. They're four and eight. <laughs> like, so it just shows like good teams, the chiefs, they're two and eight when they give up 30 plus points. Like it just, like you said, it, people have well, said I mean, it for years, but like defense does at least win games or keep you in game. He keeps you in games. Um, so I just thought that was a very interesting because I'm like, it is so hard to beat teams when you give up 30 points defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I mean, it wasn't even like the defense gave the offense like a chance at all. I mean, I don't think they punted in the first half and then they punted obviously twice with like three minutes to go. And then the other one was, I think when Donatello finally sent a blitz. Um, but like, he just... Like the defense was literally inexcusable. I think that's what obviously everyone was worried about, and it came true in the first round. So, and and it's but it's also like the like it'd be one thing knowing the defense is bad, and you're going against a good offensive team. Mm -hmm. You weren't going against a good offensive team, and the defense was still that bad. Like the fact that like yeah, it's just it's so frustrating to know that like. The, the the Giants aren't used to it, and that's not their style of of play is putting up a bunch of points and winning, and that's how they beat you. Uh, I think of the analogy like in baseball where you you know you score three runs in, in the top of the inning, and then your pitcher comes in and gives up four runs, and how deflating that is. And that's exactly how last last night. Nice starting drive, up seven nothing. The place was rocking. First and twenty for the Giants, and they just ram it right down our throats got to be so deflating for that offense Mm -hmm. yeah can't let daniel jones run the ball 17 times he ran the ball 17 times you're gonna lose i don't realize it was that much i mean i know in the first half he had 10 9 or 10 but i didn't realize it was 17 you would think you're uh, himself more than we ran the ball as an entire team yeah well, they completely went away from Barkley rushing wise in the second half and they still destroyed you. Like I think Barkley had 50 rushing yards in the first half and he finished with right around. Yeah. And I mean, like you saw the only game I can think of this entire year where the defense made adjustments was the Colts game. And that was the one game where you saw a half of basically perfect defense from this team. And, and I'm saying it was against the Colts, the Colts too. but, but still, you saw what Daniel Jones and the offense was doing that whole first half. And then you come out and let up a touchdown. Like it just shows that Donatello is scared of, I don't even know. And then also that we have just too many aging veterans that were given a ton of money. Um, and now it's costing us. Well, Andrew, Andrew I think Spielman. You- mm-hmm. I think Andrew made a good point too, because it's like I said, I don't want to rebuild this defense, and you're like, you can't re, re- you're not rebuilding it because it's it's at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's it's so bad that it can't probably get worse if you make a bunch of changes. You and, can't, and that's funny because that's what we've been saying for the last two years, though. Like this defense can't get worse next year. Got worse. Well, I guess yeah, it could get worse. We could be the worst defense next year, but. I mean, we were the like statistically 
I think we were technically the 31st of 32 teams. In scoring, but not yardage. Oh, were we the worst in yardage? Yeah, in scoring, so, we were second to last. To who? I the believe Bears. the Bears. Which, I mean, the Bears were also the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> and you were a division champ. So, like, you really shouldn't have been even close to on the same level. So, um, yeah. What's the ray of hope? The ray of hope. Um, What's the thing you're most hopeful for going into the next season? I mean, I think we could, like, be another playoff fighting team. I mean, I think we do have to remember Quazy and KOC both called this season a competitive rebuild. And, I mean, we are definitely competitive. Um, Right now, I don't see us winning 13 games. Um, depending on sort of what Green Bay and Rogers or what Rogers does with Green Bay. Um, it'd be, I think the division could be in reach. I think Detroit will be a lot better next year. Detroit was a, a game away from, from the playoffs and they have a fifth overall pick or no, they have a top 10 pick in the draft. Um, so I don't know. I, I think the ray of, ray of hope is that even with, probably a lot of changes that we'll see um, the offense and another year of experience for KOC um, will be really good. A full season with TJ Hawkinson, maybe finally K- KJ Osborne can, can become that two that you desperately need slash want. Um, JJ, I think is going to continue to just dominate. And I agree. I think, I think you do, I think you draft a QB, but also like you tell, you say to Kirk, like, you know, maybe another slight extension or, or give him, you know, two more years. Cause I think he's through 24, right? Yeah. I don't think you give him an extension this off season. I don't know. Unless it saves you money. Yeah. But I, I think you definitely find well, someone in the draft. Um, I think you keep Nick Mullins, to be honest. I mean, I don't think Nick Mullins is your guy, but I think he, he provided good backup um, opportunity. As bad as this defense is, I don't think you can afford to draft a quarterback this year. At all? I think you I'm not saying to. first round. Hayes? No, yeah, I think you need to draft a quarterback. I've been a uh, Cousins Crusader since 2018. I thought long about burning the jersey last night. Listen, the loss was not on him, but at the end of the day, he's never going to be able to compete with those top guys in the league. He never will be able to. He'll never be able to win us the Super Bowl. He's just not that type of quarterback. He's just not that type of quarterback that can compete with the top guys in the league. So, and I think he's aging. I think you can find options that are cheaper. We got less than a minute here. I don't know what we want to do. I know he dropped, he drops that bomb with less I than know. a minute. Yeah. It's super annoying. Well, maybe we'll just cut it out. No, we we'll keep it in. That money could go else elsewhere. It could, it could go to the defense. You could find a quarterback <sighs> that can take you to the playoffs. What has he shown that he's so important that he's worth $35 million. Christian Ponder took this team to the playoffs and lost in the first round. He wasn't making $35 million. Teddy Bridgewater took this team to the playoffs in the first round. He lost. He wasn't making $35 million. I mean, I'll tell you right now what's insane about it is uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Christian Ponder both, I believe, had top 10 defenses. 
and they were able to get us to the playoffs. You have to look at the full picture. Your cousins had a top ten defense two thousand nineteen. Yeah, but would you say would you say 2019 Kirk Cousins is the same as 2022 Kirk Cousins? Because if you, you have to reevaluate everything, he has been in the league for 12 years and he has one playoff win to show for it. Okay. Yeah, just, I get I get your point, and you. Josh can, Allen's defense gave up 31 points to to a rookie seventh round pick last year, without their star running back, or, or on Saturday. What what could have he Patrick done Mahomes has had some of the worst defenses ever. What could have he done differently this year? Like what what is your beef? Like you're mad about the fourth and eight? I mean, what is your beef? Seven comebacks? Like what in the world else do you want from Congratulations the on your regular season stats? Okay. So the trophy what, case is what matters. And he but, but, but does the not also looked good. He's played in three playoff games. He's exactly wanted... he's played in three playoff games in four years. Okay, and he won a road game and then lost to a good a San Francisco, good San Francisco team. Do you think he could go head to head with Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl and come out victorious? Who's surrounding him? I mean, with this defense? No. Yeah. No. But do you even think this defense in the next couple of years is going to be good enough to stop Patrick? Like it's I I, I true this was the year. If he wanted because of how weak the NFC was, these rook these young guys in the NFC are only going to get better. Purdy's only going to get better. And if it's not Purdy, it's Trey Lance. He's only going to get better. Jalen Hurts is only going to get better. The, the, the Bears have $100 million in cap space and top overall pick. The Lions are only going to get better. Was this the, the Giants, best? Daniel Jones is only going to get better. This was, his only, this was his best opportunity so far in his career. It was the best opportunity so far in his career. And an aging quarterback, and he couldn't even win one playoff game. This was the best chance he had to win the Super Bowl, and he couldn't even win a home playoff game. So He's the quarterback. You don't think he can get better? Not at this point in his career is he going to get any better than he already is. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know if I agree with that. If, if, if he has shown improvements just this one year under a, a new coach. Yes, he, um, yes I, I guess I'll say he's shown improvements. He's shown improvements of not being so scared all the time. He's taking those deep shots, which I love to see. But his statistics are, are significantly worse than they were the last two years. Oh, but we said that that we, we said though that that did not matter so long as as he wins us games and yes the playoff and he didn't playoff win the most important game he did not win that game agreed but once again he also did not lose us that game either so I think with more time with more experience with KOC um, how much more time are you gonna keep giving him I I think listen I'm all on board and saying. Next year, Kirk, that's it. Otherwise, you'll be entering your final year of your contract, and they're not. I, they should not give him a contract extension this offseason. Oh, look at all the what? What is the risk in drafting a quarterback? No, I'm, hey, I what agree are people with you. so scared of? No, no, no. I agree. You you draft a QB, but I'm I'm saying you should not. Um... He has a no trade clause, so he's going to be back next year. But I'm saying I don't want to see him for the next four years. Why do we need thirty eight year old Kirk? I think isn't he 34? Yeah, four years from now, you want him still on this team at 38? I think it depends. I mean, I think it depends on the contract and the and the rule and and what we can get for him. I don't think we should immediately rule it out. Maybe yeah, maybe not another 30 mil a year. Um, but but he knows he'll be able to get that, whether it's here or somewhere else. Well, then he must be worth it. Yeah. 
it's a quarterback high. It, it, quarterbacks are always going to be paid high. Right. You just said it yourself. So what do you exactly? About? So why not draft the young quarterback when the offense is already so, so explosive? The offense is already so explosive. You could find a quarterback that puts up similar numbers to Kirk, who is see, that's, significantly less money. Ooh. See, yeah, I was about to say that's drafting a quarterback at 23 for five years. Who, at are you young, gonna, who are you going to get? Look at all the quarterbacks pick. in the NFC who are young. Jalen Hurts. He's under 25. Brock Purdy. He's under 25. Daniel Jones. Gonna, he's still Jalen on rookie Hurts contract. Jalen Hurts. They're all still on rookie contracts. They're all still on rookie contracts. Geno Smith is not making a lot of money. He takes team to the playoffs. Oh, geez. You want Geno Smith? No. <laughs> I'm just naming quarterbacks who did the exact same as Kirk Cousins did this season. For significantly less money. You look at all the guys still on rookie contracts. Hey, that would be ideal. But once again, like, there are also a lot of teams that took that route and are seeing no results. Look at the New York Jets. Um, look at... Um, I mean, like I would say, the Bears are also still going to be terrible, and they 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 took the gamble with Fields. Um, the Texans are. But Fields has proven bad. if he has a better team around um, him, he's going to be very good. Davis Mills was a third round pick. You're not going to expect a lot out of him. I, I We're think... talking about first round draft picks who have succeeded: Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. He was a third round pick. Brock Purdy was a seventh round pick. I, I don't want to monopolize since you guys were nice enough to let me join you. And I'd hope to get invited back again, but just real briefly, I, I don't, I, this team has been nothing but a quarterback carousel for 30 years, for 30 years. These have been the conversations. Oh, it's not rich Gannon. Oh, it's not Warren moon. It's not Randall Cunningham. It's not Jeff George. It's not Dante Culpepper. It's not Teddy. It's not Ponder. It's not this. It's not that. I think you got to ride the horse that got you where you are right now. And you got to, Give it at least got you to what? No playoff wins. What has it gotten you to? Thirteen wins. Yeah, I think. What What's impressive about thirteen wins? You're telling me if our defense wasn't, if our defense was just mediocre, fifteenth, sixteenth, we wouldn't win that game. You think Kirk Cousins, dude? I didn't say. I never said Kirk Cousins lost that game at all. I never said that. But th- but you keep but that's what you're implying. You loss. keep saying Kirk Cousins has done nothing for us. Never said Kirk Cousins has done nothing for us. I'm sa- right. oh, I'm saying he's Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. For but us? there are quarterbacks out there that are significantly cheaper who can provide you with zero playoff wins. So name them. You keep. Saying I just there are did. I no, just you- did. Jalen Hurts is a rookie quarterback. I'm not saying we're gonna go trade for Jalen Hurts. These are teams. Teams took the shot at these young quarterbacks, and they've succeeded exceptionally. Jalen Hurts. Brock Purdy, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones. Those are all guys who are paid significantly less money than Kirk Cousins and put up and, and got the same results. That's just the NFC. Look at the AFC. Joel Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. These are young guys who are showing a lot more than Kirk. Yes, they're on large contracts now, but when they were still on that rookie deal, they were putting up big numbers. Patrick Mahomes won also- the Super Bowl on a rookie contract. Joel Burrow won- went to the oh Super Bowl gosh. on a rookie contract. His, these are also teams that were terrible for years, and they got a top 10 first-round draft pick. These are top 10 first-round draft picks. Patrick Holmes was a 16th overall pick. Lamar Jackson have. was a 32nd overall pick. He was in 16th. And where's Lamar Jackson now? About to get a massive contract. Nope, not going to happen. Really? Hayes, would you sign Would you sign Lamar Jackson? Would I sign Lamar? Wait, wait, wait. 
if I hype it, if the Vikings hypothetically had two hundred million dollars to spend on him, I don't. I think but. the frustration is that it's not that easy to just draft a quarterback. We've tried. Why it. has it been so easy for like it, twelve it, teams? For, but, it's but also for, been tough for other teams. Mac Jones. You named one. Zach Wilson. Mac Jones just won Rookie of the Year and has been to the playoffs. For, okay, for a playoff game. game? Yeah, how many playoff wins Kirk does Mac one. Jones have? Kirk has one. I, I asked Mac Jones, not Kirk Cousins. For every Joe Burrow, there's like three Baker Mayfields. Yes, and that's something that like you're not naming all of the teams that have drafted. You're just naming this this year and last year. All the teams that Ash have Rollins drafted was four or five years ago. Lamar Jackson the, was in 2018. All the teams that had for sure guys oh this is the guy and you can't even remember their names it's not a sure thing kyler murray there's another guy first round kyler murray kyler Kirk, kyler murray yeah he's a solid player no. you don't think the cardinals would love to get out of that deal right now no he's a top 10 quarterback okay uh, we're just going down a rabbit hole so this is this can we're pausing this because if we really think kyler murray's the answer then i don't think we're getting anywhere in the next 10 minutes um, well, we were trying to end on a high note, and Hayes apparently wanted to destroy it by saying, what has Kirk Cousins done? You never can respect opinions. Like you never can. <laughs> Bro, I can, but when it's, when no, it's you can't. being repeated constantly that what has he done for us, what has he done for us, but then you say he, does, he hasn't lost this game, he didn't lose us that game, he could have lost us that game, and you just want to If you seriously, in your right mind, can say Kirk Cousins is worth worth $35 million, that's a we're ridiculous having, We're having like six different conversations right now. I'm mm-hmm. saying he's done enough to be worth a conversation for a contract extension. That's what I'm saying. You're saying he, you're saying you're putting words if You're cool with mediocrity. Go for 36. it. I would like say you guys are cool. I would with. say you're both kind of right. I mean, you do have to, you do. In the either this year or next year, you have to draft a quarterback because you look at, that's what it started with. I agreed with Hayes that we should get a quarterback, but I didn't think you had to. Tom Brady is uh, legit the only exception as to a quarterback that's still playing good at like over 40. I mean, Aaron Rodgers clearly either was, I don't know what it was, but I mean, he's 39 and he just had the worst year of his career. And I would say Kirk Cousins played better this year, but statistically, he wasn't like out of this world i would say i would say you can either ride out his contract this year that means you have to select a quarterback this year or you sign him another year and wait another year but i mean you can both be right really what i was saying but it is very hard to draft a quarterback and just plug him in you barely see that for a couple couple years you draft him right now you have him sit for the next two seasons you draft him right now and you are missing out on a piece to this defense that's atrocious that's my concern you don't have a second round pick so you're taking your future star quarterback in the third round or you're using your first round pick and not getting any defense till the third round is there anyone that would clear up cap space that we could get a second round pick for Daniel. that's the most likely traded player because i mean if you cut him you're losing money which would make no sense. I don't even know why that'd be an option, but Dalvin yeah. Cook, maybe you could trade him for something. Yeah. I think do you do maybe. some sort of draft day thing where you give up that first pick for a bunch of second and thirds or something? 
I think it kind of depends, yeah, who is on the board and yeah, what direction this team wants to take. But that's again, these are off-season conversations, um, which clearly will be just as lively as in-season conversations. So I guess that is a good thing, something we can look forward to. Hayes, I can, Ooh. I can, I can respect your opinion as we go. Hayes is currently tweeting on his Twitter burner account how much he hates Kirk Cousins. When you've been, Tony, a, Cousins Tony, Cruc- Tony when you've been a Cousins Crusader for four and a half years, and now would you stop on bait. one of his better seasons then? Now you cut bait. Yep, now I you cut bait. Done. Now yep. you cut bait. Most wins in his career, and you're gonna and now you're like, okay, let's move on. Like, no, it this season was not Kirk Cousins' fault. You give him a mediocre defense. I guarantee we get past at least the first round. Like mediocre. That's all we asked for. And you got bottom, bottom of the league. Like, I don't think this team is going to be bad next year. Like, your offense, if you keep basically the same offense, get rid of Delvin Cook and let either – I mean, I would love to have Madison back, but I just don't think that's, like, the right choice. But, like, Ty Chandler, like, you just – running back is the least valuable position in the NFL. I agree with all of that. And, I, and, I, and I'm not ripping on you, Hayes. I understand. And I'm the one who pointed out to you, he's probably eight years older than every other quarterback left in the playoffs except Tom Brady. I get it. But the window's not shut. The window is shutting. And that's why, you know, I do worry. Like, you know, how many more years can you count on him having good years? But I don't think he's on the downslide. This this, this is, yeah, this can be further conversation at another date. Um we can close out it obviously tough loss no matter what and the playoffs will i think be tough this season it was a competitive rebuild season um we did have literally one of the worst defenses in the nfl i'd be shocked if any i i'd be curious to look at at previous football teams that made the playoffs that had a terrible defense and how far they went because i would take a blind guess and say not very far so we have to keep that in mind when we're looking at the team as a whole, because that's what they are. They are a, a team as a whole. So, um, yeah, close out here. Uh, this is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. I'm Kirk Cousins. No, you're not. Get out. <laughs> Eric. And uh, we'll uh, – Next next season will be off season. So skull baby.